to see a young man lounging on the porch railing, a bored expression dulling his restless, dark eyes. The noisy opening and closing of the rusty-hinged gate caught his attention, and he sat up, staring unblinkedly at her as she stepped gingerly over the flower-crowded path, trying not to crush the blooms that fell thickly. It's like playing hopscotch, she muttered, embarrassed to find the man watching. Hello, he greeted her, his face transformed by a smile. White teeth filled his nicely shaped mouth. I'm Todd Denewald from Philadelphia. Eliza Forbish is my aunt. The tone of his easy words was rich and appealing as he introduced himself, and Pank thought she had never heard a more eloquent voice. His entire manner exuded culture and prestige. Even the khaki slacks and the argyle vest he wore were indicators of a higher strata. She stood preoccupied in her appraisal of him, deciding he had a sporty, almost athletic look, had he not been so pale. Convalescing, did you say? Paint caught the word as it flew by, alerting her that she must pay attention. I had a nasty bout of pneumonia and didn't take care of myself, he told her. Admittedly, I'm a rotten patient. I overworked and had a relapse. That's why the doctor sent me here away from my work. He spread his thin, tapered fingers in a gesture of despair. What sort of work? Pank asked, secretly trying to guess what career description would best fit him. Lawyer? Journalist? Perhaps something scholarly? Politics. I'm in the state legislature at present, he said before abruptly changing the subject. So you're one of the Killarneys from Kilkney House? How alliterative that sounds. Are you anything like Anne of Green Gables or Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm? Nothing at all like, she said playfully with a shred of laughter at his somewhat sarcastic description. And I've not had the pleasure of reading Rebecca. But I'm Patricia Avery Killarney, though everyone calls me Pank. Do you actually know Kilkney House? By all means, the historic Kilkney House was the first home built in the cove back in the 1850s, before the Civil War. So you do, Pank was pleased. You even pronounce it correctly. Most make it sound like a murder when they say Kilkenny instead of Kilkney. It was his turn to laugh, yet she was amazed that he seemed to know a good deal more of her than she knew of him. Todd Denewald swore to himself he'd never seen a prettier girl. With that strange hair, the sun turned tawny strands of it into warm taffy. Her crooked smile flashed off and on, playing hide-and-seek with him in the most taunting way, and her eyes were captivating, set in that fresh, womanly young face. He felt compelled to memorize every expression of it, but it was hard to capture, like a sunset, so wonderfully the same yet ever-changing into ever-expanding beauty. Her bright face was like that. He was staring, so Pank grew embarrassed. Here are the eggs, she said, grasping for something sensible to break the spell. I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. I was gazing into your happy eyes, he admitted sheepishly. What did you say? 
I said, here are the eggs for your aunt. She held the basket up for him to see. Of course, come in. He stood politely, opening the door for her, leading the way to the kitchen. Aunt Eliza said the eggs were forthcoming, but I expected a grocery delivery truck. You're not in the city now, Pink reminded him with a smile. Mrs. Forbish greeted Pink with relief. I'm so glad you got here in time, darling. Her southern drawl was as thick as the jar of sorghum on the shelf above her. I'm just getting ready to make cornbread dressing, and I need those eggs right away. I see you've got acquainted with my nephew. Yes, Aunt Eliza, Todd spoke up, and if Pink doesn't mind, I'll walk back with her. I need exercise, and she can keep me from getting lost. He flashed a comradely granite Pink, catching her reaction.